0: Welcome to the Lewis Jonker Podcast. Lewis is a speaker, storyteller, preacher and poet. Hope you get something out of this talk. This weekend, I've been at a Scripture Union youth camp, actually, um, in partnership with Scripture Union and the Tuggera Lakes Scripture Society. And uh, so I did one sermon on Friday evening. I did one sermon yesterday. This is my third sermon for the weekend. And then after this, I'm going to run back to the Scripture Union camp and do my final sermon, where we'll be... uh, presenting a really succinct gospel message and there is, it's been a busy week with uh, Craig gone <laughs> and, uh, and uh, it's been a busy week and I was very tired but I tell you what, there is nothing I would rather do than preach the good news of Jesus um, to young people and so that's been really exciting and I don't know what happens but whenever I get up here on a microphone I just somehow get re-energised. I was, I was half having a nap down the back there, sorry Brian, it's... Uh, <laughs> But as soon as, as soon as you get me up here, it's all good. The whole, hopefully the Holy Spirit will speak through me and um, encourage me. So uh, thank you. The Christmas season is a great time to reflect, to take stock, and to remember the important things in life like family, friends, and faith. And as we think back on the ordinary moments of 2021, I, I pray that we can also remember how God met us in extraordinary ways. His miraculous provision, His eternal presence, His redeeming love. And so this week, to kick off our final series for the year, I want us to reflect and take stock and look forward to the future with confident hope. God is doing some amazing things. The, the service last week as we farewell Craig and Carolyn. It was such a lovely service in the morning and almost more than the service itself, I loved hanging out with everyone afterwards. I don't know if you were here, but the sausage sizzle and the slide and all the things happening, the free can of soft drink, how could you not want to be here? It was amazing. And it it, it just felt like how church is meant to feel. The family of God connecting with one another. And then in the evening, we had the baptisms, 13 baptisms. And this place was absolutely packed. It was amazing. People declaring the goodness of God, declaring that they're going to follow God with their entire lives. It was amazing. And it was the whole spectrum of ages. We had a few youth, we had a few young adults, and we had a few adults, adults, I guess is proper adults. I guess they feel young at heart. But it was so good to see it was, so, it was unbelievable to see the, the Malietoa's, and I like Parley Malietoa when he got out of the tank. He just he cheered. It was unbelievable. Some amazing things. I don't think by the end of the night there was a dry eye in the house. God is doing amazing things, and he's going to continue to do amazing things. At Christmas, uh, my family, is, <laughs> well, actually, I'm working this Christmas, but the Christmases I get to go home to central Queensland to visit my family, We gather around the table. And uh, I don't know what your family's like around the table, but my family is certainly an eclectic mix. We have, my dad's in the mining industry, I guess he spent 20 years in the Navy, so he has all the idiosyncrasies of uh, someone who was in the Navy for 20 years. Um, Anyone that knows anyone that's been in the Navy for a long amount of time will know some of those idiosyncrasies, he's very, he likes things neat and tidy. He likes things. He likes things cooked to certain way. it sees. That's my dad. And then I have my aunties and uncles who are all in the in the farming in Central Queensland, and they're they're a hot. They're a whole different breed. I just don't understand that. I was an in-town boy, and I just don't understand the country people there. Those country people are wild. Every time I go back, I'm like, please, let me try riding the horse. And they just do not want to risk letting Lewis, the city slicker, get on one of those horses. I'm like, just let me try a horse. You know, so there's all these differences. Well, I have my my uh, my mum's side grandparents has passed away, but when they, when they were around, my, my grandma was a staunch Lutheran, like, not the way I talk about it, but like, staunch Lutheran things really had to be done a certain way we had to show up early for church on Christmas day and that was like I can't say it any other way than staunch Lutheran uh maybe you've met some of those people you know and then my my, you know all my aunties uncles then I got that one crazy uncle we all have a crazy uncle I won't mention him by name but if he's watching yep the crazy uncle and the crazy and if you're sitting around and you are like I don't even know if there's any crazy people at our family Christmas guess who the crazy person is (laughs) it could be you you know it's a bunch of eclectic it's an eclectic mix of personalities it's an eclectic mix of opinions it's an eclectic mix of all different sorts of things but it's family and i love when i get to go home for christmas or go home at any point because we might all be different you know my dad is a is a man's man he knows how to fix a car i'm not a man's man i get my dad to fix my car but we're family we're family I just want to read from Ephesians 2, um, and we did Ephesians earlier in the year, but I want to touch back into Ephesians 2. It says, Therefore remember that at one time you were Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that at a time you were separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise having no hope without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, who you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. Craig preached this sermon. It was amazing. He, put, he There was the walls, you remember, and he pushed the wall over. It was an amazing sermon. You can go back and watch it on the Facebook feed. He's broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in the place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one Body through the cross, thereby killing the hostil- hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God so then you were no longer strangers and aliens but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God one of the um, oh sorry David I'll put that first slide up and then we'll skip straight to the next one it might be a bit hard to read this morning but I'll go through the slides and what's the next slide um, David oh yep I talked about family Christmas great (laughs) One of the theologians I was reading said this about this particular passage in um, Ephesians 2. God's work of reconciliation is not only between God and the individual, though it must begin there. We are a Christ-centered church. It must absolutely begin there. It is also between groups of people that are at odds, such as Jews and Gentiles were in the days of Paul. The Jews and Gentiles were definitely at odds. I mean, there was a clear racial divide. The Jews are from, you know, the people of God. They live in that small uh, area of Israel. And, you know, Jew is, Jew is not only a religion, but it's also in your blood. You can be born a Jew. It's, it's in you. And then everyone who's a Gentile is everyone else. So unless any of you have Jewish lineage through your mother's side, then we are all Gentiles. And uh, so, so everyone who is not a Jew is a Gentile. So a racial divide. Sort of like anyone who is not an Australian is, is not an Australian. <laughs> you know, who do we go for in the cricket? Australia. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyone who's not Australian is not. And so Jews and Gentiles, there is a racial divide, but through Christ they are brought together. And that's who this passage is written to. This, the letter of Ephesians is written to both Jew and Gentile. It's a letter to, the theologians say, it's a letter to the world to remind us that Christ brings us together. Now, we at NVBC are not all at odds. I don't have many enemies here at NVBC, but we are certainly an eclectic mix. Where, where else would I be able to be family members with people like, I mean, he's not here this morning, but Gary Wardlaw, an amazingly strong firefighter. You know what I'm saying? Like we go to the gym, if you could possibly believe that together. He, he lifts all the weight. I just I, I just changed the weights for him. That's essentially how our gym sessions work, you know, because he's lifting whatever it is 180, then he pops his bicep, and I'm just, my my weights about 20 kilos. So each plate's about 20 kilos. So me just loading the bar for him's like my workout done. Where else would I be? Where else would I be a family member with Gary Wardlaw? You know what I'm saying? Where else would I be? Where else would I be family with a lot of you? Well, the only person I'd probably know is Nathan Wood because every time I fall off my jet ski, I need a physio. But but we'd know each other in a very different context. Where else would I be family members with lovely people like Julie Fisher, who who I, I would never know apart from coming to this church? And I used to arrive every Friday, youth, and Julie was working down, and she'd say hello, and I'd feel so encouraged because that's family. Where else would we connect? I'd probably also know Wendy Sue because she makes chocolates and there is a chance that we'd eventually cross paths. But it would be in such different contexts. Where else can the family of God come together, this eclectic mix, through Jesus, through Christ? We did a survey um, a few weeks back. And before all the slides come up, I want to let you know, the the writing's very small, but I'm going to read it out to you. And in this um, sermon, I really wanted to go through some of our survey results that stood out to us. And in doing that, we might be able to look back at what has been and look forward to what could be. And uh, this family, this eclectic mix as we gather around our table that happens to be this church. And uh, that's what I want to do this morning. And so there's a lot of information. The words are very small, but I'm going to try and read it out to you. Um, so that, that is what we're going to do this morning. So the first slide is going to show us uh, who's at our table. And 159 adults responded to our survey, which is, a, which is actually an amazing response. So we actually want to genuinely thank everyone who took the time to complete our survey as we assessed what life was like through COVID and what we wanted to focus on going forward. And to give you a brief understanding, each one of these little people, they total 159. So those people each represent a member of our congregation who filled out the survey, 159 adults. So I just, again, we want to thank you deeply for everyone who filled it out because in order for us to move forward and make decisions based off what the people of God desire and want to see and as we as we come together as a group and discern it's priesthood of all believers it's not just lewis up here and because i've got the microphone lewis makes decisions it's never been that way in in our baptist formation but um so we really want to thank everyone that filled it out the first page we're going to look at is was connection to church connection to church I wish I had a laser pointer, but I'm going to briefly explain to you what this slide means. At the top, we see strong and weak. So these are the people that would say, I have a strong connection to NVBC. And then the blue color is those who would say, I have a weak connection to NVBC, which is the base point of how people feel currently at NVBC, the people that feel strong and the people that feel weak. Obviously, the weak um, side is a lot weaker than we wished it would be. But through covid and all these different things i was saying before that my family's up in queensland and um, i haven't seen my immediate family for a year and can't the connection feel weak and i'm hoping that i'll get to see them as moment the moment we get our pastoral our new pastoral interim in and and our staff members up and running i can't wait to go home and see my family but naturally because of the distance we're still family we're we're still connected you know through blood but the connection can be weak just because of distance. I know a lot of you have family members that are distant, family members overseas who haven't been travelled through COVID. So this, we were in some way expecting to see this. The people then represent the, um, there's, a, there's a half a row up the top um, and that's the people that feel like, okay, whether I'm strong or weak at the moment, I feel like I'm growing in my connection to NVBC. The middle block are people that feel like, okay, I'm quite stable in my connection. to it. So I'm weak, but I'm stable or I'm strong and I'm stable. And then the bottom chunk of people that feel like their connection to NVBC is declining. And obviously, as a church leadership, we want to make sure that these people down the bottom, the, the, the people who are represented by yellow here, can come to a place where they feel their connection growing. In Hebrews 10.25, it says, Hebrews 10.25, it says, do not neglect to meet together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. I think I have that on the next slide, um, David. Oh, uh, sorry, go to the next one, and then we'll come back to that one. Do not neglect meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And that word habit there in the Greek is the word ethos, and that essentially means a custom fixed by the religious social life. So in this, in this context, written in the book of Hebrews, when Paul was writing that church, he was saying that some are in the ethos, they've got a social religious life that is neglecting meeting together. And the word habit, I find, is like such an interesting word. Science would say that it takes 21 days to build a habit. 21 days, essentially three weeks. That means if we miss three church services, we've already built a habit of not being meeting together. It can be so easy to get that habit in our lives. Well, it's so easy to sit with our coffee mug and watch the TV and wear our pyjamas because now it's online. It can be so easy to form that habit. My parents, well, my mum definitely wishes I called home more, but I definitely have this social, religious, work, life where every time my mum says, you know, you could call home more, I say, yeah, I'm just busy. I'm just busy. That's a harsh thing to say to my mum, isn't it? But I've built this habit of 10 years on the Central Coast where I haven't been calling home as much as I should. My sisters are much better at it. But I've built this habit of not calling home. We're still family, still connected by blood. But, but the connection is weakening. How do I grow the connection? Call my mum. <laughs> call my mum. They already know the answer. So I'll call their Christmas Day. exactly you pick up the phone you pick up the phone now there's a lot of things there's a lot of things in one sense covid was of course our connection to church was was going to be declining and in the comments because you were given the ability to give comments most of the comments are around you know like We don't know if this is necessarily the church's fault, but during COVID. We've also been significantly understaffed for most of the year, and so a lot of our programs are dwindling. And when you can't have all the intricate programs like the men's ministry, women's ministry, all those things I actually think really matter. And so we know there's real reasons that these connections are dwindling. But some of the things that we want to improve in because we don't just want to blame covid that's not what we want to do at all because our church we want to be we want to be doing exactly what we need to be doing called by god and so in the year to come we're obviously hiring johnny sharp our new associate who's going to be specifically focused on things like connect groups on things like connected groups like men's and women's ministry and we're going to get those things off the ground so if we go back one sorry david to connect groups we can see that of the 159 people that filled in the survey about 50% of people, I think it was like 49 or 47% of people, are in a connected group, which is pretty amazing. Of course, the people that filled in the survey are probably people who are more likely to have been in a connected group in the first place. So I want to acknowledge that as we look at the data. But imagine if we could get this in the next year up to 80%. Imagine if we all got into a connected group. We did some amazing things back in 2021, um, like the Pursuit of Paul. I I know a lot of people were in the Pursuit of Paul series and we heard such good feedback. It was even written in our survey. And how amazing if we could do more studies like that as we journey together. How amazing would that be? How amazing if we got more connect groups, more connect group leaders, if we started finding good systems to put people into connect groups as they come for the first time. All these things were excited as our new associate starts and we spent all of 2021 without an associate but as our new associate starts, how amazing to work together as a church to form these connected groups, to grow our connection to NVBC. But it takes two to tango. We can do all that we can do with our limited time and resources but it takes two to tango. I invite you church, come be a part of the table, come sit at the table. When we start creating things, men's ministry, women's ministry, please come stand around the barbecue. (laughs) That's how we're going to film our connection with church. Some good news. Our next slide talks about our connection with God, our relationship with God. Phenomenal survey data here. Absolutely unbelievable. Up the top we see again people whose baseline is strong and people whose baseline is weak. The strong is obviously there's a lot of people actually feel a strong connection through God even through COVID. Then up the top, the first three and a half lines are people who are growing, who feel like even through this COVID season and through the things that the church has been able to offer, their relationship with God is growing even in the midst of trial. And the Bible talks about that. Uh, Tertullian, a theologian says that uh, the blood of the martyrs was the seed of the church. And it says that in the hardest time, the season of church that ever went through, as people were being martyred and killed for their faith, the church grew significantly. Hard times can actually be, uh, can become, through the goodness of God, good soil for growth in relationship with Him. So it's pretty amazing. Then we have a long uh, group of people who are stable in their relationship with God. And then we have that bottom row there who feel like they're declining. It would be good to celebrate all the people who are growing in their relationship with God. It'd be good to celebrate all the people who are strong in their relationship with God. But Jesus goes after the one. And so I really have on my heart this bottom row, and we don't know who you are, they are, we're anonymous surveys. But I really have on my heart the people who are in that bottom row. This weekend as I'm going out, Um, working with scripture union and i'm meeting with 55 youth and preaching three sermons over a weekend they're people whose relationship with god is weak and declining and i'm so excited because jesus goes after the one to go to meet with these 55 young people and preach in a way that might help them to grow in their relationship with god and so our heart is definitely for that bottom row so we want to keep doing things that people people put some really good feedback People really love Craig's Sermon on Prayer. They thought that was practical ways for people, uh, and we watched that online, obviously, and some of those in person. But uh, a lot of great feedback on Craig's specific sermon series on prayer as people actually were able to engage in some of those practical teachings to grow in their faith. So we really want to push into um, discern with the elders and um, about the sermon series for next year and Vision Sunday about what it actually means. To um, continue in these sorts of things to make sure that people have practical ways to grow in their relationship with God. 1 Peter 2 5 talks about, better if I read it. 1 Peter 2 5 says, You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices accepting to God through Jesus Christ. We're not a footy club because I'm not into footy at all (laughs) we're not a footy club we're not it's not like we all meet here with our um, push bikes and our um, really tight lycra and then go for a 60 kilometer ride you know we're not in a cycling club to you know upload our stats to Strava afterwards you know we're not we're a church and God is actually building us like living stones into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood connection with NVBC is good but connection with God is so much more important and we're grateful that people feel like the connection with God is growing and and it's not all because of NVBC or the pastor and staff I know a lot of you have done that journey and we read comments about people who have really pushed in through hard times into the goodness of God so um, we're excited to see that grow in 2022 The next slide, I'm going to briefly go through some of the more practical things that we talked about and I'm sorry that the words are so small, but um, this was the graph that shows us about how you felt like being informed, whether you felt like the pastor staff, elders and board have kept you appropriately informed. And we have agree is the big section, neutral is the um, orange section, and disagree is that tiny little slither. I think there was two people or so that said that they disagreed with the communication that have happened at NVBC. And I just want to publicly thank um, the board and the elders, Brian and David, as you have presented um, information to our congregation and 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 steered the ship through this time. I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because I feel like you really have done a good job of communicating. So, yeah. Yeah. However, we don't want to ignore that some people feel like the communication wasn't strong and um, those, the, the, the people that left comments were very specific about what the issue was around and so I want to address that publicly as well. Um, the issue was specifically around the changing of staff hours throughout 2021. My staff hours were all over the place. I was on three days and then four days and then five days and um, some people felt like that, well, with all the staffing changes that it wasn't appropriately communicated. And um, so I just want to uh, publicly say that um, throughout 2021 for a pastors and staff team, in some sense, we were under the pump. I mean, we had COVID and we're doing pastoral care outside of normal ways of doing that, visiting all the different sorts of things that happen, trying to create online systems for doing things, even for you, all the different things. And... um, I also and so throughout 2021 we were either up to I think it was between seven days understaffed and at the end there it was as I became full-time three days understaffed and now obviously we're 10 days understaffed and um, I just want to thank the church for going on that journey for me personally with changing of my staff hours to equip me to be able to do the work that we want to be able to do here at MVBC, and I really genuinely thank you and we're sorry that um, that we didn't communicate that all the time. I also want to publicly thank um, Liesl Burden, our executive assistant, who absolutely works a million times harder than me. And uh, she probably doesn't like being embarrassed publicly, but can we just give Liesl a round of applause because un- unbelievable. I, I can say this, I am so glad Liesl is at my table. <laughs> I'm so glad that me and Liesl get to work together. You know, it's not just like staff members, it's family. And um, so there were staffing hour changes, but they were done obviously with the wisdom of the board and the elders to make sure that the pastor and staff team were equipped to do the work that we needed to do. And going forward, we will absolutely communicate changes like those to you more clearly and effectively. The next slide um, talks about our variety of comments. I just wanted to quickly touch on the variety of comments. When I go home and there's a variety, I tell you what, there's a variety of comments around my dinner table. (laughs) I could tell you that right now. I could, I could wow, well, I better not I, I can't tell any of my secret family stories, but let's talk about a simple variety of you know, for some reason, every now and then at Christmas, someone decides it's probably the farmers, that we're going to have cold meats for lunch, cold meats for lunch, cold chicken slices, cold ham, put it on a sandwich. It's Christmas people. <laughs> my definite opinion would be give me a roast pork (laughs) you know what I'm saying a variety of opinions a variety of comments I usually keep the comments to myself because I tell you what my mum would not be happy if I said I don't like this cold meat platter that you're bringing out today but who knows there's a variety of comments I'm so glad that the Christmas table though isn't about what foods on the table it's about who's sitting around the table I can put up with the cold meat for a lunchtime if it means I get to sit with my family A variety so i just want to talk about some variety of comments to give you an example and i thought i'd pick something that was specifically related to the pm service so that i'm not picking on any other pastor or staff member but basically we have one um, variety of comment here that was talking about the pm service and they said specifically that the videos didn't help me grow in my faith it was an outlier comment it was just one simple comment the videos didn't help me grow in my faith but then we had other comments that said thank you god really and gently met us as we gathered around all facets that these video messages brought or this particular video message brought, and so we have these outliers of of like you know we have the you know in my family i've got the cousins i really 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 love they could do no wrong i've also got the cousins that (laughs) and they're outliers but then i've got a variety of family members in the 80 percent the happy few we band of cousins (laughs) and we're, we're 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 happy and we want to acknowledge that we can hear and we see the outline comments and we have heard your voice we do read them in fact i take both the good comments and the bad comments way too seriously it's it's probably a good balance really because the good comments you know you see the size of my head then the bad comments you know we need both to keep lewis sane and not a narcissist i think but so we, we absolutely hear you. But we wanted to acknowledge that in the survey that some people may have put out down outlier comments that we actually can't address. Because in addressing them, we are actually taking away something from other people that they really need. If every Christmas we eat the hot roast pork, my staunch Lutheran grandmother wouldn't, would be terribly upset that she didn't get a ham sandwich. And so we just wanted to acknowledge the, and then uh, when I first showed this to the Plus and staff, they, they had a bunch of comments they wanted me to add to the slide, but I thought better not. <laughs> and I don't, mean to, I don't mean to say these comments are bad either, I don't mean to pinpoint anyone out who made this anonymous comment, because I, I don't mean to embarrass anyone, but I, we just wanted to acknowledge that there are outliers and the general majority of people are s- very excited for the future you know 1 corinthians 3 4 talks about how you know some people are going to come forward and say i follow paul i follow apollos and paul literally responds to them who's paul who's apollos they're mere mortals and some people even in a church setting would to come forward and say you know i like teaching this way i like teaching this way i wish we did things this way i wish we did things that way and i think if paul was writing to those people he'd say what's all this why don't we just gather around the gospel, around Jesus? We need different styles of teaching because we have people at different levels come through our doors. That's why it's good to have a variety of teachers on the pastor and staff team. And Johnny Sharp's teaching is um, much more exegetical than mine and I think a lot of people are really gonna appreciate him. But we have so many different ages come through the doors, so many different people at different levels that we need a variety of preaching to reach a variety of people. And so how good that we belong to a church that has a variety and um, Amen. That's at least my opinion, and you can talk to me afterwards if you want to correct my theology. But that's certainly where my theology lands. We, uh, I think, the last slide just talks about how people are feeling. So around our Christmas table, there's always a variety of feelings. You know, sometimes you know, you know, if you you ever had that one crazy uncle, sometimes they take it a little bit too far. (laughs) Chaos at Christmas, I like to call it. We're still family, but sometimes it's chaos, and there's lots of different emotions and feelings. Sometimes it's overjoyed when I get to go home because it's all the family together again. I think that just makes my parents' heart explode. And uh, sometimes there's feelings of sadness when you then have to leave. When my one sister goes back to Perth, my other sister goes back to Brisbane, and I come back to Sydney. A lot of you are squinting, so I know that you are finding this impossible to read, so let me go down the line for you. Thirty. Uh, uh, with this data point, people were able to select multiple options. So, 34 people said they're excited for the change. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> I'm sure those people also ticked a different box. So, that's, that's, that's good news. Um, uh, I'm glad to be part of Ascending Church, 47 people. Narara is and is going to continue to be Ascending Church into the decades to come. And uh, I think that's just exciting uh 16 people said it's probably time for change and i I don't think that's necessarily saying a bad thing i think that i've heard so many people say that you know 19 years 20 years is a long time to be in ministry and most of the people i talk to you know when i say because i've been talking to people how do you feel about the change how do you feel about the transition and people always say 19 years is a long time we saw it coming (laughs) in in the best of ways because we're a sending church and we want to make sure that people are in their calling and Craig and Carolyn are absolutely going into their calling I know it for a fact Uh, I'm largely unaffected another 16 people they're the people that are easy to please Um, um, a lot of young adults in the PM service actually had this sort of feedback I was talking to a young a lot of young adults and in the PM service obviously you know Craig really um, did most of the preaching, that's a good way to say it, in the AM service. And then in the PM service, I, I sort of take lead in that area as the, as the young adults pastor. And a lot of the young adults really were just like, I don't really know Craig, you know, I'm quite new. And so a lot, some people really are unaffected. Um, 96 people, I'm sad, but this is a normal part of church life. Around the Christmas table, things get weird, things get crazy, but this is a normal part of family life. In families too, sometimes we lose people, sometimes there's grief. Sometimes there's people that can't make it home. I can't make it home this particular Christmas. My family know that's a normal part of our family life. Sometimes Chris Lewis won't come home. And it's sad, but it's a normal part of life and we're still family. 11 people are struggling with this, if you're struggling with this, and then uh, 20 people saying, I'm grieving, but it'll be okay. Um, we just want to let you know that we are here for you. We're about to put some things in place like a, like, a, like an emergency burner phone, <laughs> an emergency phone for you to, 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 to get that we're going to just trash as soon as we get all the pastors and staff back, as soon as we get a new interim in, but, and different elders and different staff members are going to take that phone on a 24-hour basis to make sure that people can always contact us if they're grieving or worried. Grief's such an important thing that we need to go through, we just can't, we just can't um, bat our eyelids and pretend it doesn't exist it's actually something that people need to journey through which is actually one of the purposes of the interim that will come in the interim will be trained in helping church deal with church grief that comes from the loss of a part the uh, <laughs> loss of a pastor that sounds more serious he still lives down the road in Wyoming um he's not you know under the couch he's we know where he is but um <laughs> I'm just gonna write that joke down that's not bad actually <laughs> if i tell that one in the pm service i'll use my comedic timing better that's not bad um uh you know but the the interims are actually trained in helping people deal with this and it means that if you're one of these 20 or 11 people you'll actually have someone that you can meet with who can help you journey through that grief and again it takes two to tango we would these surveys were anonymous so we actually can't reach out to you say can we help but what you can do is you can feel comfortable to come forward and say, look, I would really like some help dealing with that grief. And we, we also have a lot of Christian counselors around and a lot of good, um, there's a lot of wisdom in the eldership um, and there's a lot of wisdom in our church in general. I mean, you don't just have to have the title of elder to be able to give wisdom and insight. Is that the last one, David? Oh, yeah, we we'll go back. When the ordinary meets the extraordinary, which is the actual sermon series, but I thought it was timely to go through the survey results. So I've only loosely tied that together <laughs> around the table. I pray as we reflect on the ordinary moments of 2021, the COVID, the change, the, the not being able to see family members who are distant. I pray that as we reflect on the ordinary, the ordinary nature of people's connection with MVBC declining, The ordinary nature that comes when you get closer to God because, you know, you're going through hard times. Which Isn't that strange how God chooses to work that way? It's like he's going to grow your faith in hard times. All the ordinary things, the, the pain and the loss and the grief. I pray that through this Christmas season and through 2022 that we'll see the extraordinary when Jesus comes and through Jesus, we as a church bound together regardless of our idiosyncrasies or our eccentricities or our differences of opinion through the through the goodness of God his work on the cross we are bound together as one and I think that's I think just I just think that's I think that's extraordinary that our table could have so many different people at it yet we're one And as we look at the ordinary nature of the survey data, I'm praying that through 2022 and through our new staff appointments, that God will show up and do what only God can do. I've been so grateful for the people that have been praying for me. And um, even just the other week, Jenny Learmonth was telling me that she heard from God and talking about, you know, the, the scripture of the three strands are not easily broken. And she was just telling me how she's praying and believing that as the new senior start and the new staff members start and all the different things that we'll be like a rope, a team that is platted together that can be strong in Christ Jesus. And I think that's a beautiful image. And I want to thank you, Jenny, for sharing that with me because I've really had it on my heart just praying that as the new staff start, we'll start to form and plait together that we can be strong for the kingdom. And I, we're a church of many ropes, but imagine if those ropes started to plait together to be strong with Christ at the center, Christ at the head, as we plait together, band together, as we are around our table. I know God is gonna do extraordinary things. God is not finished at NVBC. God is still moving. God is still on the throne and the goodness of God will show will be revealed to us in 2022 i have no doubt i have no doubt i am i am confident but pray for me because <laughs> you know grief it's like <laughs> but today as i stand here today i am confident and i pray that you are too so uh, i'd love to invite the band back up and oh, jordan's a long way away you're gonna have to you're gonna have to shout him down <laughs> And uh, we're going we're gonna to sing and um, and then Brian's going to close later with prayer. But Or should I pray? I'll pray now while they walk up. God, I, I pray that as we reflect on 2021, all the ordinary things and all the good things that happened to God, I, I pray that you would reveal to us the ways that you moved in extraordinary ways. I pray that you would reveal to us your goodness. I pray that you would reveal to us your love. I pray that you would continue to f- form us as a family form us as a church a royal priesthood living stones a holy people god i pray for 2022 and all our new pastoral appointments and and things like that and all the all the announcements that david made previously god i I pray that your hand would just be on them that you would be continuing to move i thank you god for who you are i thank you for this family that i have here in jesus mighty name amen